Support for My Depression's Got Jokes comes from Non-Profitability. We gas her up every Sunday and it's for good reason. Chantel Malachi has done so much amazing work in the nonprofit sector and she's here for those of us who try to save the world, i.e. those of us who have nonprofits. If you have a nonprofit or you are working to create a nonprofit and you need some help because the paperwork is a lot and it can be really confusing and really intimidating and you're like, why is it like this? And I just want to save the world. I don't understand why this is so hard. Definitely get in touch with Chantel Malachi. You can reach her at nonprofitability.org slash lift. She has so many amazing things that you can get with her with. And just check her out because she's awesome. And we guys her up for good reason. But if you are indeed that person that is trying to save the world, hit her up at nonprofitability.org slash lift. This nugget of the podcast is being brought to you by Patreon. If you want to be able to support us by your time, by other things, but most importantly, your money, because money's awesome. If you want to be able to do that, reach out to us at patreon.com. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-D-G-J podcast. Yeah, go do that. Because we need support and we have to keep the lights and gas and the water and all those things. But yeah, just do it. Thanks. piggyback on that too a lot of it too is just a lot of um cliche things that we say that we don't even mean (laughs) i wish we could get rid of um like some of the things like um that's gay Mm. that's crazy Mm -hmm. just saying it so matter of fact every day comes across as though gay people gay culture something is wrong with Mm -hmm. them negative about Mm -hmm. them being crazy is completely to the left so anything in association with, not even, just those two specific terms, just for something off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But when you go with those small things, mm-hmm. it just turns the whole perspective on a whole nother way. Until mm-hmm. you say it and it offends someone, you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, I, I said it that way. I didn't mean it that mm-hmm. way. And then now, yeah, you've explained it to that one friend yeah. who you've offended. Yeah. But if you continue to use it, you're just perpetuating you know, it for, for the future and for further. So yeah. it's just those things that were just those hidden things we just continue to say and we're not even realizing we're saying it. It's like really need to change our entire dynamic of what we really mean, mm-hmm. speak what we really mean. Mm-hmm. And just getting to know real people. Yeah, like, that's so important. I mean, mm-hmm. mental illness does not always have to have a diagnosis too. It could mm-hmm. just be me saying, you know what? I can't do 40 hours this week. 
Does that mean I'm mentally ill? Maybe, because maybe all my other friends can make it a full work week. You know what? I needed a mental day on Monday. Right. Mm -hmm. I was tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? But everything, like we just talked about, everything I've gone through up to life, up to today, maybe I needed a break. Maybe you didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I was thinking about that, um, to, to go on part with what you were saying initially about going back to if I would have had those tools or would have been given the opportunity growing up. Because um, I do, I, I said to myself at eight years old that I have to grow up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like playing with, I was at my cousin's house and I was playing with two of her Barbie dolls and I just, I'm just playing with them. Then I just pulled them away from me and was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, can't, I can't be a kid anymore. And I literally put them back in the chest and walked away. Yeah. And for years, I did not play with another Barbie doll. And I said that to a couple of people before, and I always get the same reaction. Hmm. And it's like nobody took that as a warning sign. Mm -hmm. Nobody looked at that and said, why is an eight-year-old telling herself she has to grow up? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I look at it now at 30 years old, literally restarting my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's um, okay too, though. it's it's okay, it's okay, but I've been trying yeah. to figure out how it's okay because I've been looking at it as how society will tell us that I'm supposed to have been gotten my shit together. Over society, man. I'm so over society. It's so. Yeah. Who, where is this? It's kind of productive. Society. Hey, right. society, come out, girl. <laughs> and then because, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you, girl? Because like, <laughs> everybody talk about you, but I ain't seen you yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, right now, honestly, like, people do not agree. There are a lot of people, family included, don't quite agree with my parenting style right now. My son mm -hmm. is 16, and he is showing off. Do you understand me? Like, <laughs> you know, he is living his best life. He's probably smoking weed with his friends right now. I don't know. He was sleeping when I left. woke up. <laughs> yeah, when he finally woke up. But my point is, like, you know, he quit a job the other week. And I was just looking like, mm -hmm. I wanted to be like, I'm just so disappointed. I can't believe it. And then, I, you know what I said to him? You got 40 years to work somewhere. So yep. I guess you should just enjoy the rest of this summer. And like, because who am I? Like, he's... Yes. He is a child, and this is the best I can do right now. I don't have the mental space or energy to go in here and work at this job that I don't quite like, that I've been at for 18 years, right. and fuss at him about why he should be loyal to a job. He doesn't even know what loyalty is. Yep. You know what? Dang. Be 16. I'm glad. Make mistakes. Quit the job. <laughs> call in to work. He called in to work before he quit. This was all the same week. Called in to work, and he was like, if my job calls you, tell him I don't have a ride. Now, what I'm not going to do is help you lie. Right. You called in. You sit in that sulk. You, you make yourself sound sick and see if you like how that feels. Mm -hmm. You don't like how it feels. Maybe you shouldn't call in. Mm -hmm. Then after he called in, he couldn't get to work the next day because he stayed up on, on the phone late or whatever. Mm -hmm. You still have to go to work today. So you're going to call in today, too? Your choice. You have that job. You're mm -hmm. not free of the consequences, though. I don't have to punish you. You right. have the job. You have your own consequences. Like, I had to allow myself to allow him to stand in his decision. If he wants to be lazy right now, knock yourself out. That, that's really all I have. This is his growing space. Yeah. He only has about 18 months before he really has to be really grown yep. and do what that is. So who am I to really rush it? 
If I had my last six, last two years again, <laughs> I wouldn't have been working. I've been working since I was 15. You know what yeah, I mean? Wow. So I've been working since I was 14. Yeah, so what, you know what? Mm-hmm. Sleeping. I, that's all I really have because yeah. it doesn't get me easier. <laughs> no. You know, so I just I had to really fall back and do my best. This is my best right now. Mm-hmm. I am at a podcast living my best life <laughs> while he is home asleep. <laughs> and I'm going to go out to dinner tonight when I leave here. That's it. I'm glad That's like it. y'all letting y'all kids just be kids because like I work with six to twelve year olds mm-hmm. and they don't even like coloring and I'm like why and they're like our teachers like this isn't gonna help us with the SOL I'm like you're oh, sick hey. take this Moana coloring sheet we gonna paint because they're already worried about child. getting into like a good school mm, yeah. and they're like sick. See, because another, again, that's something else the society told them that they needed to have. Yeah, well, if I don't do good on this SOL, I won't get to fifth grade. Uh, if I don't. Girl, ain't no SOLs at work. Okay. No SOLs at work. That's and see, that's another so much pressure. There's so much pressure. There's so seven. You don't even know you got that amount of pressure on you. You just wake up and you're just like, what is happening? That's another thing too. They're so focused on being right and getting right answers on the test that when they're wrong, no one's stopping to talk to them about how they came up with the wrong answer and how they adjust their perspective and maybe why. Sometimes the wrong answer is right. I'm about to say, you got, yeah. you got to the right answer a different way than I did. That so way. how is that wrong? I had a reading time with one of the eight-year-olds, and she was just frustrated because she didn't know the word. And I was like, it's okay. Just sound it up. And she's like, I'm supposed to already know this word. Like, Who told like, you that? Yes. The, I know. The teacher hmm. still you that. Word. I yeah. still. Memorize right. And then. It's just rote memorization versus actually like you don't learn like, this way. <laughs> like my, my me finding out that my daughter has uh, test anxiety. Uh-huh. On top of the anxiety and honestly the depression that she already has, she kind of started earlier than I did in the depression game. So me and this is kind of this is going back to what I was talking about about what I wish I would have had growing up. Support, yeah. Support and. My child coming to me and saying, I don't, like this past week, she came to me and said, I don't want to go to this particular place because something that happened at this particular place made me uncomfortable. Okay. It made me sad. I don't want to go. Anybody else outside looking in, and even though I got some flack for that from these people that she doesn't necessarily want to be around right now, and even though right now she's getting on my nerves, <laughs> I looked at my child's well-being versus what somebody told me I had to do. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't want to go because they made me feel X, Y, Z. Instead of, even though I was tired, I needed a break. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to go so I can just, like, have the house to myself. Yes, girl. All of those but. things. But what mattered most is when things, as my child gets older, we're literally going into a new place now. Like, she's going to get to that space where she's learning how to take the metro by herself. And she and won't have to make a decision. She won't have to make a decision all the time. So yep. she, she's getting into that space where she needs to know that I support her in her decision. Mm-hmm. And even today um, was one of those things where this, this week, this, that happened last week or a week before last. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, she was actually supposed to go, and she changed her mind. Mm-hmm. And I was a little tight with her because I'm like, if you didn't want to go to begin with, you should have just told me you didn't want to go to begin with. Because now you got these people thinking that you're heading over there, and then you're not. So you should have, if you're going to be a person on your word, be a person on your word. So that kind of turned into, I really just wanted this house to myself. 
I just wanted the house of husband. I just wanted to walk around. I had to worry about go well, the way I planned it. The way it. I wanted it, and here you come. So it was like <laughs> I was I was annoyed, but at the same time I was like, I have to give her what she needs mm-hmm. because that put me in that same space of the the this creepy neighbor. At the house, I don't like to be around them, so I purposely go upstairs. Well, you're supposed to show respect when this person comes. You, I don't like him. He gives me the creeps. I don't want to <laughs> be around him. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the man never did anything to me, mm-hmm. at least that I can remember, which is sad. But no, it's not because that's how you feel. No, I mean sad. Yeah, like I can't remember. So it's like right. sad that I can't remember. Like damn. Um, but. He just always gave me the creeps, so I just never mm-hmm. wanted to be around him. Mm-hmm. But it was almost—it was in my particular household that you like you had to show respect even to that person that is mm-hmm. giving you the creeps. So that same mentality was being thrown in my face this past weekend. Of well, she just need to get over that, and she just needs to come over here. And she's like, and I'm like, I'm taking my child's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My child said that she does not feel comfortable going over there. She does not feel. Not necessarily safe, but she she does not feel like she wants to go be over there and be around this particular space. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I, I had phone calls telling me that she I don't need to be raising her to be selfish like me, what? and all these sort of things oh, going on. Love so and not even you know black white our family the our people family who are people the closest to it. I mean, and she's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to go. Intuition. Telling her that I don't want to be over there. And me being a child that was also very intuitive growing up, still am very intuitive, I acknowledge that in her. I acknowledge her saying, you know what, no, I don't want to go. And instead of, even though inside I was like, uh, but I let her. I let her just ride with it. I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, cool. You don't want to go. You feel safe. You you feel safe here. You want to be here. Cool. You gonna stay mm-hmm. here." And that is something that I wish mm-hmm. I would have had yeah. growing up. That somebody looked at me and went, "I see you. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge, even if I don't understand, even if it's like ugh, to me, mm-hmm. I acknowledge that it's bothering you, mm-hmm. and we're going to move accordingly." Versus. I'm the parent. This you're the I child. Said, you this is where it. you're going. Because then you lose all trust in oh, me. And respect. Even though there are moments when I look at Sanaa and be like, I can't trust you. You give me reasons why I can't trust you. Right. And how they feel. And respect how they feel. Isn't that what we all want? Right. I, I'm just going to give you my only parenting tip in that situation <laughs> to give yourself some freedom is, um, number one, continue the conversation like you did. Hey, you know what, this is something that can be adjusted. You don't have to go. You'll come on, come home with me. So continue the conversation because they are still listening. Of course, make sure you try not to raise your voice because they don't hear the raised voice. All they hear is that you raise your voice. They don't hear the words any longer. And then when you get home, I I have not a problem now telling my son, you know what, I am just out of it. Let's just do our own thing for a little while. I'm just going to go in my room and hang out for an hour just to let him know, hey, I need some space, man. And because he's a teenager and he is doing his own Xbox thing and living his best life, um, you know, I try to still encourage once a week. If I can just once a week, and it it ends up being Sunday after dinner sometime, we'll sit down and watch a movie together. About an hour or two where we both can agree on a movie. Sometimes it gets postponed because he wants to play his game. And I'm like, it's okay, you know, I'm just your mom. I just want to see you. That's all. That's how I felt today. But, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, like, I've been feeling all week with, with my kid gone yeah. dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, see, once he does come back and realize, mm-hmm. dang, I haven't spent time with you, and we do spend that time, then yeah. 
it's it's a moment that's just for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So make the time where you can, but I have no problem now telling my son exactly how I feel. And I used to be, especially when he was younger, I'd be very adamant on how was your day? And, mm -hmm. and it can't just be fine every day. But then when he asked me, I said the same thing. So now I'm very open to say, you know what? My boss ain't the great, greatest. Mm -hmm. Didn't really like her today. We worked through some things though. I got my work done. Or, right. You know what I mean? So just being honest. Or if it was a great day, I'll tell him it was a great day. But I'm really honest about it instead of the canned response. Yeah. So if you need some time when you get home, Tell her make a peanut butter and jelly, man. Go do your thing. See, that's what's, what's kind of irritating me today because she was supposed to be here today. Okay. Oh. And she got mad because the audacity of me wanting to hang out with her. So I was like, fine then. Go on with your little friends. I don't care. Bye. But you do care. You shouldn't have said that. I mean, sometimes. But, you, but, sometimes but that's I how it came up. Like, but you know, it's nothing wrong with going back later <laughs> and being like, you know what, girl? I probably, maybe I shouldn't have said what I said. But I did kind of want to see you today. I understand it's still summertime. and mm -hmm. So just like, conti Aww. literally continuing the conversation because think about it as like a relationship. If this was your boo, your man, right. we want to have this long, loving conversation <laughs> of, you know, how I really felt. And mm -hmm. no different than these are our children. I gave birth to you. No, I would like to have a conversation. Yes. <laughs> you know, so forgive yourself for that. Anything you feel. And, and just to kind of piggyback on what you're both saying, mm -hmm. um, the only like parenting tip that I've ever had dealing with, you know, with myself as someone who's extremely clinically depressed and then my child, you know, around like, I would say nine, um, especially after uh, my nephew passed. Uh, and it was like a very traumatic experience like uh, that, that my oldest like witnessed. Um, after that, um, they started displaying like uh, signs of, of depression. And all I could think was, I know that, I know that look, I know that answer, like I've said it. Mm -hmm. I could like, it was like a smell that like, when you had a random, I'm like, I can sniff that impression on you. Yeah. It smells like me. Let me get you the odor. So that's like, that's how we've been for like, for the past like three or four years. We're just like very open. And I mean, to the point where it's, uh, my kids hitting like that tween stage and they make a lot and you know, they're like internet race kids, right? So, <laughs> so they're making like depression jokes like, oh, I would kill me, kill myself, you know, kind right. of jokes like to right. right. that, that YouTube comment section joke. Yeah. Today yeah, I, I, I posted something on, on, on Facebook and I think I, I think I remember it, but like, uh, my kid said that to me like a couple days ago and I thought it was so funny because we were like just You know going back and forth because we bicker but we bicker because We're both Leo's and like we really do have like a great relationship mm -hmm. So we bicker in mm -hmm. like the cutest way possible <laughs> So I said to her uh, Leo, this is the first time I've encountered so many Leos. <laughs> Honestly, my goddaughter was just born. She's the Leo. Like, I did not know any other Leos before. Yeah. And we're here, here with the Lions legacy. Like, clearly, it's a okay. confirmation. Well, and what's funny about him is that he's a Gemini. <laughs> Shout out to the Geminis in the world. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so um, I, I, I said to her, um, you know, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And uh, my kid goes, yeah, I agree with that. You know what? I would like I would like uh, to hold you up to that part. Uh, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying, man. Is, she makes these jokes. And but I'm this is what like, I'm saying. Like, like this generation, so like our generation was so fear instilled. Mm -hmm. Like, and now this generation is like, okay, so when are you going to do that? And I'm like, all right, hold on. You called me on my bluff. Wait a minute. <laughs> They got me. And I also love the sarcasm, the sarcasm that she had. Uh, Instead yeah. of just being like, well, I mean, if you're going to do that, like, just let me know so I can oh, make room on my schedule. Like, uh, <laughs> can, can I please cash that now? <laughs> Here's the receipt. Thank you so you much. <laughs> I'm not going to take you out. We'll do these dishes. Right. About, like, this, like, generation after, after us. After and, us, yeah. Or, like, just, like, you know, meme culture and everything. It's like, hey, I'm trying to die today. <laughs> <laughs> they have no fear, man. I None. swear they don't. And I love how open they are about it. It's not even... A lot of the good memes come from the generation below us. Mm. And as it, our generation, the, the millennial generation, we are ones out here, we just cranking our stuff. We, we mean what we say, especially those of us like in on Twitter and Facebook and we, we we can make humor just like this podcast. We can make humor out of those things that once was looked at as detrimental. Yeah. And we're not making fun of it. We're not making light of it, but we're like, no, we, we know what it looks like. We work through it. But you know what? We know what it feels like to go through it every single day. And it's like, you know what, right now I kind of want to laugh. So let me just go ahead and make, <laughs> let me go ahead and make myself Bye. laugh. I'm starting to feel like I'm my parents a little bit. Like, and I'm, on one hand, I'm scared because, of course, our generation, <laughs> our generation is still trying to rationalize. Like we're we're laughing at the memes too. You know, we think it's funny, um, but we're still trying to rationalize and trying to tell the younger generation, like you have to do hard work and you have to put in this. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they're just kind of like, no, not if I don't want to. No. And like I'm, I'm honestly thinking, I mean. If they can figure out how to maybe live off the land and not rely on like hot pockets and working in a, a, a manufactured industry, <laughs> I mean seriously, because they, the work ethic is not there like it used to be. Like mm. when we were growing up, like our, my grandma was born in 1918. Like she picked tobacco, she grew farm, <laughs> food in the garden. Yeah. Like they had to work; it was a part of everyday life. Whereas now, man, you buy Doritos, man, you can still kind of survive. Doesn't mean you're getting the best energy, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're still living. You're still here. They were so if they could really <laughs> just be free with themselves and just really feel what they feel, they might come out better than we did. I mean, I think so. I still want they them to understand Fortnite, the historical though. background, but <laughs> see, I don't even know what Fortnite is, man. No, I know I it's a game. But I am not I in it. I have my laptop out and I it. caught one of my students <laughs> trying to download. I'm like... Kavion, what you doing? Trying to download Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> I, was on, I was on free time. I, I thought I could now. use it. You left me here, so I was just seeing what I could do. They just saw that. Oh, they saw the door, man. They walked through and made a key. Just like, you know what I mean? I wasn't even gone oh, for a minute. Me. Right. You don't need much. You don't need <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to say goodbye to all of you. Yeah. Oh, nice meeting. And then. We we're gonna rant. Um, we're, we're going to take a selfie live on air, and you're just gonna deal. <laughs> yeah, man. We're creating the life we want right yeah, now. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Y'all just gonna deal. It's gonna be alright. But um, we gonna still talk. But we it's gonna be like, Jesus. 
Because we all going to take it. Because everybody got their phone Everybody on. got their own phones on. Like, which ones do we look at? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. I'm not in it. I'm about to wait. All right. Hey, listen, podcast. First of all, this is going to be edited in the final. Uh, <laughs> oh, my hand ain't long enough. Jeez. Oh. Uh, we got another one of us. Come on, Joy. Damn it. Why y'all just stand up? Wait, I'm a tripod. Now I'm not in this one. Oh, okay, okay. Let's do the tripod. She got a clicker. All right. Uh, I sound so old. She got the clicker. Why isn't it not clicking? It probably did. Got like eight folds of hearts. And we are old. Yes. Hey, Come on, snacks. snacks man. Enjoy. Yes. You know, later. See you later. But no, I think thank you for my journal. Yes. Oh, thank you. I love. Bye. I'm gonna scoot over. Yeah, go for it. So we, I, I really wanna, um, kind of, I don't wanna say backtrack because it's not really a backtrack. Uh, I've got two mics. <laughs> Which one do I want today? Um, it's my third mic today. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm in here doing business. Um, couldn't think it's hard to hurt after a while. So I, re- I really want to continue to speak on what it looks like to not um, to not look. Well, you don't look like blank, um, and then ultimately. After and I guess we can turn that into what our um, what our typical ending of the show is with the rewrite the script. Tell us what you know what you look like with the illness that you may possess at the moment. Like um, I'm depressed and or I'm anxious. Or have anxiety, and I'm, you know, it it doesn't have to necessarily it doesn't have to be a um, I am depressed. Period. Like we can still exist in the duality of being someone that may have this mental illness or this mental disorder, or be dealing with this mental ashiness, and still be the dope individuals that we are, in spite of. So, what does your I am blank and look like um, Atari is so cute right now she's oh. just like mm-hmm. sorry no I have several. yeah go for it I don't, I really, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for the people who maybe don't have a diagnosed mental illness, but completely know that they are just not the normal or they are not just regular, regular. They are just different. They are creatives. They are artists. Uh, I'm just vulnerable. Like, it's okay to just be who you are and um, stand in the truth of what you don't know about yourself, what you want to continually get to know about yourself. I don't think we celebrate that enough about each other. Um, just the fact that we, we want to keep getting to know each other. We want to keep getting to know ourselves. Like, I am an entire world to be explored, not just one single destination. 
That's why I have three different Instagrams. Career Builder, <laughs> Big Bone Barbie, Big Bone Vegan. Because I am yes. a whole facet of things. I am, that's why I'm 70-30 vegan. Same. I can't cold turkey a, chicken, and I'm I'm okay with that. Right? I'm a vegan. I did add I still like eggs back tenders. into yeah. <laughs> I eat the barbecue sauce, and I'm still eating Caesar dressing, but it's on a salad. It's not a Snickers. Like, <laughs> baby steps. Forgive yourself for what's not packaged one specific way. You know, so that's that's what I need to probably. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess rambling moment. I'm anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious and foxy because come on, <laughs> anxious and foxy. I love that. Uh, because like some sometimes my mind is just like a scary place, and I'm just always in it. And then like people be like, "You're so cute," or "You're fun," or like I kind of have like a low key boo in South Carolina, and I just feel like I can talk to them about everything, mm-hmm. and they like make me feel really sexy, and I'm like, Aww. I'm crying. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. You said low key boo. A low key boo. They're not mine. They're not mine. Oh, they're not yours. They're not yours. yet. Not I don't yet. know. It's like a listen, mutual be thing. In the moment of what that is, though, like it's okay to feel. Listen, somebody makes you feel good. Allow that. <laughs> locked it. We're like, no, no, I don't deserve it. Maybe. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, after a while, I have like thought I found like my person, and then they turned oh. to be trash a couple months then ago. So it's kind of like you know, what? I'm chilling. I'm doing radio stuff. Uh, I actually like a lot of sound editing, and now like I want to do audio documentaries, and I didn't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> and do more nerd stuff, and then my reporting fellowship is going better than. Before, mm-hmm. I mean, then I would thought so. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I want to do just more um, different things, like things that people kind of like the whole Oprah, like what they say, she would never be on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Oprah, she's not beautiful enough, and she won't be on TV. Why? She's on the, her own magazine every she month. She has her Oprah own network. Up. Yeah, she hasn't taken herself off that magazine cover. Make a yes. space and for I, yourself. Right, create a space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Create the life you want. So, <laughs> uh, that's my goal. Like I literally just want to do what people are saying I can't, including quit this job. I think about it every day. Like it doesn't day. agree with my spirit any longer. It could and be one of those things like the universe saying, like, it's your time, just go, and then literally a door just open. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're waiting on you to jump. Yeah. Aren't they, though? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that goes back to just being vulnerable and being okay with saying, you know what? I'm not comfortable yet. Mm-hmm. There is some uncomfortableness with still having that 16-year-old and having to provide a life and certain things that I provided up until this time right. that I don't want to pull him into the chaos of. At the same time, if I'm not mentally, spiritually, emotionally happy, what type of mother am I really being for him anyway? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, the universe is still speaking on that. Yeah. Pulling out all the stops. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pray about that one. So we'll see where we're going to be at and see how that goes. I think for me, mine would be... I am <laughs> Hi. I am depressed and extremely dope. That would be mine. I over the last week or so, um, I've been in that space of being very connected to my intuition 
um, and listening to the things that I normally would not listen to or would try to rush through and be like, oh, I get it, I get it. Okay, I got it, fine, fine, fine. And my ancestors in the universe are like, no, you don't. We are going to literally slow you down and cause you to pay attention to that which you keep ignoring so you can finally get this lesson so you can move the hell on. So I've been in that space going on two weeks mm. and have been very... Initially, it was forced, but now it's I welcome the idea that I am becoming this individual that I don't recognize, and that's okay. Um, going back to what Leo was talking about, um, wishing that this was something that I would have known, it's, I find myself sometimes getting upset that it took me 30 years to get to this place. I wish it would have happened earlier, or not even just earlier, because they were they had their they were orchestrating everything the entire time. But it was me getting in my own way, thinking I'm doing the right thing, because somebody told me that oh you shouldn't listen to that, you should listen to this, and I took that because it came with theology, it came with tradition, it came with family, it came with all the things that we are told are to matter way more than your own perspective, than your own thought process. And so I took that, ate that, and was like, okay, and then took a good look at my life and went, this is nowhere near where I want it to be. And not even because, oh, you took a wrong turn. It was more like you denied yourself yourself and tried to fill it with other people. Because <laughs> somebody told you that's what you're supposed to do, oh, black woman. You're things. Yeah. Places people like, aren't you just moved to Northern Virginia? So you were here and found you need me to be, right? Right. I'm, I've been here way longer than I was supposed to be. Mm. And on the way to Maryland, it's like I'm literally starting my life all over again. Mm. And I'm starting from the space. It's like I, I'm going back 10 plus years to that start line and going a different way. Instead of going the way that they said, this is the bright and shiny way. This is the way you're supposed to go. Versus me always knowing I should have went this way. But way too many people, the, the right people were saying the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And were telling me to go this direction. And that made my depression even worse. Because I'm in a space I don't want to be in with people I don't want to be around. In scenarios that have nothing to do with me. But somebody told me this is what I had to do. And... It's been eye-opening. It's also been very, um, it can also be really sad because you, you have to look at the life that I, I have to look at the life that I wanted and the life that I have now. And honestly, the life that I have now is nowhere near what I thought I wanted. It's way bigger. It's, it's way more vast. It's, it flows in a way that I didn't anticipate. And so I'm grateful for this restart, but sometimes I think like, did I, did I start too late or is it too late? And those are the thoughts that I have to come to terms with instead of just, oh, don't think about that right now. And stand in them. And stand in it. Don't think about that. And that's something that I, right. That's something that I, and <laughs> my ancestors have been like, we're literally going to stand with you in this space and you're going to think and go through this because who you're going to be on the 
outside of this, on the other side, is vastly different than the person you are right now. And that, that is as small as a thought of, oh, I'll read that later. And I know you're going to read it now, and you're going to ingest what you're reading. And so being very connected to my intuition, I, that has allowed me to be in these spaces of me gassing myself up. And not being like, oh, well, I had to cut myself off at the knees because I can't gas up myself too much. My therapist and I were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Tubman. Y- yes, Dr. Tubman. We were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. My first time talking to her since I started my job. Because, you know, I used to see her every Tuesday. And now it's like, oh, I got to get a phone call. Mm. Which is, ugh. But, like, I, I ain't going nowhere. If my I t- therapist is via text. We, we started to text now, right, and I even called her a couple times last week, too. Well, not called, yeah, called her and then texted her a couple times. And then she, we had this tradition where every session we would go see the quote on the wall. So she sent me a picture of the quote. So I'm just like, oh, that still matters. So we were, this was our first time talking on the phone a couple weeks ago. And I was, I want to say it was Thursday of that week. And... This was the first time I got to sit and talk to her and be like, hey, this is what's going on on a new job. This is what's happening here. I have this. I have that. And she's like, you walked into my office a couple months back, and your first words to me after like getting to know your name and getting to know why you're here and all that was, I'm moving to Maryland. I'm going to be living and working in Maryland by November 1st, and you are months ahead of schedule. You did what you needed to do. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. And I would have ran from that, I'm proud of you, initially. My first thought process would have been like, no, no, no. Like that, like that you can't take a compliment space. No, 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 I'm fine. No, it's okay. Instead, I went, you know what? Thank you. Stand in that. I'm proud of me, too. And I, was, I said something along the lines of, you know what? Shout out to me. And she's like, yeah, shout out to you. Because you got out of your way and decided that, the old way of doing things was no longer conducive to your environment, to your health, to your money, to your love relationships. It, it was no longer conducive. And you decided to do something different. And you decided to go another way. And it is scary because you're on this road by yourself right now. A lot of people are looking at you like, oh, girl, you went and did this, this, this. Oh, girl, I don't know if I would. Like, I, when I think about it, it's like, yo, I'm literally, for the most part, outside of like, a few friendships, I'm in Maryland by myself. Me and my me and my kid, literally starting from scratch. And when I think about it, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but then it's Girl. the bigger part of that is I'm right where I'm supposed to be. In the space, in the capacity in which I'm supposed to be. And when I when I really envelop that and pull that towards me, I'm out. Like, I'm shooting towards the stars. I'm shooting towards all the other multiverses existing in, in this terror of the universe. And I'm, I, I'm, like, around other people, and people are beginning to see that in me, and I'm allowing myself to see that in me. Yay. And not just be like, oh, well, it's fine. It's, I mean, you know, like that whole, like, that misguided modesty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine. I'm okay. Well, it's fine. Also, too, like, I guess there's a meme, probably. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, it says, like, you know, first they'll ask you why you do it, and then they'll ask you how you did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, you know, I have the same journey, except I commuted every day. Yeah. So I, I did the D.C. thing for eight years, commuted, you know, 
I stay say the schedule. I get scared every time I say it again because I, when I first started, I was scared. I get up three o'clock in the morning, catch the van at four twenty, get to work at six. There it is. Work six to three. That's me right now. Get off at three. Yup. Catch the bus at four thirty. So yep. For an hour and a half, I was a tourist. Yup. Like I was able to stay conscious enough to actually enjoy part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would get on the van and get home by seven, and then have to be a parent from seven to nine. I yep. had family helping me and. Yep. It was a struggle. That's man. been me it for was, the last three weeks. And it felt like, <laughs> yeah, and it felt it, it felt so disjointed at the same time. I didn't know what I was doing. So the people who I was sharing this journey with, they didn't know how to guide me. They didn't know how to say, oh, yeah, you're doing great. They didn't right. know how to say you're you're making good decisions. They didn't know how to say you're on point. Um, but then once I got to a certain level in this career and I got a certain salary, it's like, mm-hmm. did you do that again? Yeah. yeah. What was that again? So yeah. What, what day did you start? What van pool was that? Mm-hmm. How much was that again? Yep. Um, after I got the experience, but I had to trust in myself at first, and I did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand it. Didn't, Same. I just knew. Now, initially, I had a whole money focus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, if I was focused on a passion, imagine how far I really could have gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that same energy. Yep. Um, so... Just these initial building steps is, is amazing. Yeah. You know, you're gonna be fine. So. What's for you? What's for you? Isn't that just me though? Wasn't I just saying how scared I was? And I'm like, girl, you gonna be fine. Right. What's it's for so you? It's so easy to tell other people when you're that. in that space of. And, and then for you too, you do Reiki. So how did that help you? Because I'm actually, and I've asked you about a session, but I'm actually afraid. And I'm I'm fine with saying I, I fear. Be vulnerable. I'm I'm fine with saying I'm afraid. I'm afraid my Reiki person's gonna be like, girl, what <laughs> you doing? What energy are you holding on to? Like, no. there's a lot going on inside this vessel. And I, you know, so how for you to say, you know, you are scared in some aspects, and and it can be overwhelming in some aspects. How can you actually step out to heal others in that? It's funny because it's similar to what Leo was talking about before on. <laughs> it's similar to what she. Oh, to, Aww. I'm just, Are you shocked? Oh, no, it's just like. Shoo, shoo, shoo. I, just you can, laugh. I have another okay. one with me. <laughs> How do you have multiple? That's awesome. First of all, she's prepared. I love that. No, I got this one yesterday and I got this one it's from um, yeah. Five That's Below, real. but I lost the. Thing a little work, clip thing. But I don't know if the kids took the thing. Because, no, I was videoing the kids this, <laughs> this week. I had a video. It's like, yeah, they did. They going to come back and be like, were you missing it? Yeah, I was. Why is it all so banged up So this now? part is from that, but because it's, they all screw off, so. The little thing can catch you. Mm-hmm. It's but, I'm fine, though. We're, we're good with my, um. <laughs> with my makeshift. <laughs> but, no, it's similar to what they were talking about before. When um, it's so much easier to help heal other people yeah. versus you healing yourself. And my sister and I were talking about that. I love Kai. I'm going to have Kai on this show soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Kai. Uh, we were talking about that last week where she asked me, could we, I think we're both Reiki too. Yeah. And she asked me, you know, how often do I Reiki myself? And I was like, you know what? Honestly, I Reiki more people than I actually Reiki myself. And she's like, that's normal. <laughs> it can. It actually can. It can get on you. Like you're taught when you reiki, you know, to reiki yourself first to prevent, you know, quote unquote transfer. Yeah. And then you reiki yourself after. So um, there's certain like little rituals that you can do. Like you can literally go like to cut off that energy and everything. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
I oft, I almost forget that I have it. Oh, bless your heart. And until I, like, this is when I, I'm really, this is why I'm really appreciative to be on the spiritual journey that I'm on now. Because if I was still heavy duty in the church right now, I never would have been able to get this concept. So me being very open about being a healer in all the capacities in which I am a healer and opening, allowing myself to be open to that spirit has really been like, yo, we see you. We see what you're trying to do. We got you. We, we're here. You want to go Reiki some folk? Go Reiki some folk, but make sure you're good first. And so I've been very, I think the last Reiki session I did was a few weeks ago, right before I started my job. Um, oh, my new position. I don't like to say job. My new position. Um, and in raking her, I realized how much of a conduit I am. Mm. And that is when I hear the universe talking to me the loudest mm. when I'm raking someone else. And I was just repeating to her what they were telling me and allowing myself to be this calm, pure, fluid um, conduit was able to let me let go of some stuff in that time. And then once it was done, I was like, all right, it's done. And you're literally supposed to like hydrate and Girl, do all these things. <laughs> but you, Girl. you be surprised. Cause like my sister did. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted thinking okay. about it. So, so imagine you having to do it. But my sister was telling me um, the reading I did with her uh, this past Saturday, not yesterday, but the Saturday before, um, that included Reiki. So she sent it. She did um, distance Reiki for me. So she sent it um, that night, and I downloaded it. Uh, well, she sent it that, that afternoon. I downloaded it that night. And I know when Reiki works because I get really vivid dreams. That's when I know it's like, oh, okay, this actually mm-hmm. did do what it needed to do. But for, for me, it's really, it helps me heal facets of myself to heal someone else. Mm-hmm. But it's always in the back of my mind. They won't let me forget, like, you need to be healed as well. You need to heal yourself as well. We, Reiki is not something that, oh, well, you have Reiki and you don't. Like, it's not that. Everybody has some form of Reiki. It's really you deciding, I'm going to focus on having this Reiki because there's, it's a whole different mindset that you need to have. You can, oh, girl, I'm going to just go Reiki you when I get home. It don't work that way. <laughs> it don't work that way. You can't just decide, well, let me go Reiki. But then there are people, like I, I have my sister Jerrica. She's never been, like, Reiki certified, but she has it in her to do it. So I'm not going to look at her, oh, well, you're not certified, so you can't do it. There are people that will do that. Oh, you're not Reiki certified. So no, I don't want you touching me, which is valid. But if that person has it, exactly. If that person has it, if that person has the capacity, let them do it. So Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, I Reiki some people, but then it is kind of scary sometimes Uh because you can be, if you don't know what you're doing, and all of a sudden, you transfer some shit. Yeah, open up some <laughs> and you stuff. open up some stuff. You wondering like why you feel sick now, Girl. and why you sitting there like <laughs> if you don't know how to like get that off Channel of you it. or to block it from you, it, that's where the danger lies. Yeah. But the same way with tarot readers, the same way with psychics, mediums, all that, we're taught that before we go into a session with anyone to center ourselves. So you don't have to worry about that, you know, if you and I do, I'm not going to, oh, girl, uh, 
honest with me. Uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Go. Let it go. But the is in your next session. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about that transferring to me as long as I do what I need to do or whatever Reiki specialist you mm-hmm. use. You don't have to worry about it being transferred to them because they don't feel it. It's not it uh, because you and I are sisters. Mm-hmm. If I feel something, I'm gonna be like, oh, child. Like I, I, could you and I have that relationship? My said she felt a relief. Yeah. It does feel that everybody, the people that I Reiki so far, everybody had a different reaction. I break the first person I officially Reiki was my brother, and he had never done it before. He saw my post about it, and he was like, "Yo, I'm interested. What do I need to do?" So I sent him the email. I was super professional about it, even though I wasn't professional yet. Technically, I was doing I was doing distance Reiki, and I wasn't even certified to do distance Reiki yet. But I felt led. I was like, "You know what? This is what I feel like." Right. Spirit is like, "We got you. You're on the accelerator course. Go." Right. And so. I did it for my brother, and I was like, hey, this is what you need to expect. And I was sending him, like, the what you need to expect. And I'm doing it, I'm doing it in air quotes because it's not cut and dry. It's not black and white because everybody has it differently. It's different for everybody. Like, when I, I know when I have Reiki and it sets in, I have very lucid dreams. For someone else, they may get super thirsty. Someone else may, like, start to cry. Like, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. So I was telling him, like, hey, this is what you have to, this is what you should expect, but just <laughs> the results may vary. So <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. He's like, well, what do I have to do? And it's, it's a really weird thing to try to convince somebody that, especially when you're doing dis- distance. When you're doing in person, it's a lot easier. When you're doing distance, it's like, hey, the Reiki will be here available to you from this time to this time. You need 30 solid minutes of uninterrupted time to be able to download this information and all this stuff. It's somebody that's really like, eh, they're not going to get that. So you really have to have an open mind about it. Just like, okay, well, you said that I had to have 30 minutes, but I can only do 25. I'm like, okay, it's whatever your time is. But we say that so you can prepare because especially if you're someone who – maybe bogged down with something. You may have gone through some trauma. Like I've discovered in my Reiki journey that I'm called to help people with trauma. Like, because I'm here focusing on mental health. I'm here to focus on people that have mental health trauma. So you may have gone through something that hurt you on the mental side as well as the emotional side. So I feel like I know that's what I've been called to do as far as Reiki is concerned. So... And I've put that on my website like that is my specialty. I'm I'm open to anybody that wants it. Right. Trying to reinvent exactly. Trying to reinvent the wheel. It's like ah no. <laughs> so and then you can also like there are some people that do it specifically like I only do it for people that need this. I only do it in this capacity. Then you have some people that's like here's general Reiki for everyone. Like it it all depends. <laughs> so he was like okay cool cool cool. So. Sent him everything, did the Reiki session for him, did my this is Reiki magic or whatever. And a couple days went by, he texted me and was like, yo! And I was like, what? He's like, bro, I was just laying in bed and I was in space. And I was just like... <laughs> Not in space. Bless his heart. He felt the whole awakening. He felt the whole awakening. But what was funny is when I started doing his Reiki, his this is Reiki, I had a picture of him. He's my brother, but I had a picture of him. Um, from Facebook, and I was like send, sending the energy based on the picture to him, and what I saw was him in space. So I just saw him doing it's like basically he astral projected. It was like just <laughs> hanging out, and also I was like doing everything. I was I was metaphysically being able to see where his pain points were, and I was just focusing on them. 
and I was like, you know, swirling things around. Like, I can't even explain it, but that's what I was literally doing. I'm in my bed just going, like, doing things. And he was like, yeah, I was in space, and everything was like rainbow colors. One of my stones is a rainbow quartz. So it was just like, okay. that was my confirmation. I'm like, ah, I got you, ah. So ever since then, it made me go, okay, this is, this is legit for you. Because there are some Reiki folks that just be like, yeah, done. And so, <laughs> you're like, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what just happens, but you, okay. So it's, it's, yeah. So anybody that wants a Reiki session, hit me up. If it, if it's not me, yeah. If it's not me, I have a. I know what? No, I never. So do you not know Reiki is at all? I mean, I've heard people like talk. I don't know. Like, yeah. Okay. I can answer questions. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, I came across Reiki. Okay, so I meditate every night mm -hmm. before I go to bed. And I normally pull up something on YouTube and I just let it play. It's normally the honest guys. <laughs> I love their meditations. They're just so nice. They're very soothing. Um, but one time I saw Reiki, by, I think it was Jason Stevenson. And I was like, Reiki healing. And I'm like, how can somebody Reiki in this YouTube video? But it had like 4 million views. And I was like, well, Somebody doing Everybody something right. Some healing. Right. Somebody came back from multiple healing. So somebody I doing something right. And I felt like I felt something, man. I woke up the next day, felt kind of amazing. Normally, like, <laughs> 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 meditations work in general, but uh, this was kind of amazing. This so, was pretty awesome. You know, it's, it, it was, it, it, some research had to happen, and I was, I'm looking for a local Reiki uh, person. I'm yeah. So, so Reiki. Girl, I just want to let you know, though. Like, you won't have to say. <laughs> I mean, I sage anyway. I sage Listen, before and after. Sage, every time I do sage in my home, it brings out some horrible energy. I ain't lying. It's, I, do you? What do you seal it with after? See, don't know. See, I have no rules. I always see. Burn. I end it. Sage. You sage. Bury it in the ground around the house. That's mm -hmm. all I know. See, when you when you sage, because sage will sage gets rid of everything, both positive and negative. So that's probably why you're feeling. You had to bring some positivity back. I'll so. Yeah. He's on a whole nother, and I'm just like, Lord. Like, <laughs> I had to do this. I had to learn that too, because I was wondering the same thing. Like, how come when I sage, it's just like, why do I feel worse? But <laughs> it, oh, no. it, it feels empty, but it's because it cleans out everything. So the, oh, the one that I've oh, learned. It, we ain't doing this no more. But a lot of people don't know that because they just like all you hear is sage. And it's like, yeah, but what do I do after? Yeah, it's it gets rid of everything. Yeah, through the front door. Yep. And all of, but all of that's right. But then you have to seal it afterwards. And I didn't know that either until somebody told me last year. And I was like, well, I've been saging for two years up until this point. Nobody ever told me that because I, I I felt the same way. I don't want to sage no more because every time I sage, it gets worse. But it clears out everything. So to bring that um, positive energy back in, you seal with Palo Santo, Yay. rose water, um, anything that brings a higher, lighter vibration. Rose water is like, a, the, it's rose. So it's attract. It. it attracts everything. So you're like, you sage, you're like, whew, I'm done. And then you just walk around the house, spray your rose water or light your Palo Santo. It's like, this is what I'm bringing into the house now. So you cleared everything out. And then you pull back in positivity. I body mess with rose water. You bake it back in. 
<laughs> you bake it back in. And you can get the rose water and um, you can either make it. Did you go to Aquarium Bookshop? Oh, hell yeah. yeah I was there yesterday. I have a small one. They have a, um, I went to the Psychic Fair for like 30 yeah, minutes yesterday. Yeah, it's today, today. it's today from 12 to 6. <laughs> and on that note, bye, y'all. Like, like, <laughs> but, but I'm really, I'm really happy that we got to sit and have these conversations. It was cool. It was cool to see here talk about Reiki because I don't talk about it. But oh shit, you still sitting there wondering Reiki is. My bad. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's like someone touches you and then they transfer they energy out. Yeah, it's basically, and yeah, you can have, you can have either touch, no touch. Um, let me. So let me touch my shoulder to get it out. I mean, like, I had, like, clairvoyant before, and they, like, touched my hands mm-hmm. and just closed their eyes, and they was telling me. <coughs> I mean, that's, that's the same thing. It's a lot. Well, Reiki is more on the healing side versus, like, the informative side. Mm-hmm. Even though it can inform, it's more on a Reiki. We grew up in church. It's a, <laughs> it's uh, damn near the exact same mind frame. Song? Right. It's the mind frame of laying, on ha- laying of hands. Okay, it's the same kind of frequency. Wait, oil? Yeah. Okay. Like, um, the, the friend of mine that I just reiki last... Oh right. I just reiki her a couple weeks ago. Um, I brought my toolkit. My toolkit consists of sage, palo santo, rose water, my crystals that I work with when I do reiki, and um, my protection oil. Because when you reiki... People tend to, like my brother, like he astral projected, people tend to leave this body and go somewhere else for a little bit. As long as you come back, you can come back. And you coming. No, you can. You come, right, and you anchor yourself. So you come back, and that's why some people prefer to do in distance touch Reiki, so at least they know they're still here. Physically, even if they may be gone mentally, physically, well, yeah, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, physically, they're still where they were when they laid down to do Reiki. So, but Reiki is a healing modality that's used from spirit through a conduit to the receiver. So the same way that the bishop would come to you, let me just lay hands on you. It's that same type of vibe, but it's not as as Right, and it's it's literally me being like, oh, it it can be used for spiritual ailments as well as physical. So like my sister had, um, I was in the room when this happened. That's when I, the last um, sister disruptive that I did, she was like, my leg hurts. I went to go get some Reiki, it didn't really work. Um, I don't know if she just rushed through it or whatever, the person that she went to before. And my um, other sister was like, she's a Reiki master. She's like, oh. What's that right here? And she, she got up and stood. She's like, okay, what are we about to do? And so she took her time and like reikied her, I think it was the right, her right side. Like, cause she's a um, personal trainer. So she was in pain. And she's like, my ankle hurts and this guy shooting up to my knee. Like, I don't really know what's going on. And I watched them in the corner as my sister just like, both of them in the corner, just one is receiving the Reiki, the other one is passing it. And she's like breathing in and just like giving her all the energy. It wasn't just like, mm, you're fine. Yeah. It was a little like, and she's just giving her all the, like, she's like, yo, I did not feel any pain for a couple weeks. Oh, good. And so it, it's not this thing, it's not this like, phew, it's not Benny Hinn, we just gonna come at you with a, with yeah. a, 
soup jacket and you just go, hey, you're healed, and then you just pass out. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't none of that. I remember being in church like, I'm, I need to pass out like that. that I was in private school thinking the same thing, and I was like, how come I ain't never pass out? Did I do it wrong? Right. And go. <laughs> I did the same thing in private school. I was like, why is everybody in and then you would think something wrong with you because you ain't pass out. My faith ain't strong enough. No, all of this is theatrics. So, right, I should be fine. I went to Eagle Library. I should be fine, right? No, no. So, but that's really all it is. It's really, it it differs from person to person. Certain people have different like specialties and focuses on how they do it. But I myself. As somebody who does Reiki, and I'm speaking like in general, I am the conduit of the energy of the universe. Mm -hmm. And you are someone that's saying, hey, I need help with this. Hey, I'm going through a really hard time. Hey, I'm physically in a lot of pain. Hey, emotionally, you know, I'm stuck. Or I got a lot of things that are stuck. All those sort of things. So you come to a Reiki practitioner and you're like, this is what I have going on. They do their, you know, their healing work of, of themselves and then they come to you and say hey I got you what do you need there have been moments when I have done Reiki and I felt the need to hover over a certain spot mm. and they didn't tell me I was just scanning and then it was like oh okay we're gonna stay here we're gonna stay here for a second and I've heard like in the feedback after like you were right where I was having a lot of pain. Or you were right where the, a traumatic event happened or something. I feel like we just going through stuff so... Mm-hmm. Going through, don't even forget we had pain. I'm like, girl, I forgot my ankle hurt. I, like, <laughs> I had to go to work. So I had to go to work. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> you know? I'm fine. Hurt. Am I? So it's like, am I fine? Am yeah. I fine? I don't know. But, but yeah, that's... And everybody's definition of Reiki is different, but it really comes from... Like, Jesus reiki I mean, you really look at it, he out here... He did. Jesus Reiki. He did. Jesus wept. Jesus Reiki. <laughs> I, I okay. One of my favorite sayings I made up, I was like, Jesus wept. <laughs> Jesus wept. Wept. <laughs> Hashtag Jesus wept. It's like... <laughs> but... There it is. There it is. So, yeah. But... Oh, as we wow. wrap up the show... This has been beautiful. This has been wonderful. So, <laughs> so yes, as we wrap up the show, wow. and we're so grateful to have everybody that blessed the studio today. Thank you all. Thank you, Kara, Atari, and Leomina for coming through Woo! and having our first kind of official, what's that thing called? Round table. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yay. So, it was just nice. So, um, this is the part where we normally do like our special thanks and all that stuff. So I want to make sure that I focus on all the cool things that are happening in the next week. Next week is our official first, what's that thing called? Group episode, officially our first group episode. And that is the You Good Bro episode. Yay! So I did not do this on purpose, but this just happened to be how things went. We've had literally no men 
on the show yet. <laughs> outside of Marcus, outside of like a couple people just kind of like coming through like randomly, we have not had any men. And it's not because I didn't want any. I didn't. I never set out to be like, this is only going to be a black women centric show. It was never anything like that. But just because of the subject matter, this tends to lead more towards female. I don't know why it shouldn't be that way. And we're dealing with that. Through you, no, I'm about to say you okay, bro. That's not it. You good, bro. <laughs> so you good, bro, is for black, black men, um, black identifying men, and men of color that wish to come in next week. Same time, I'm asking everyone to get here at that 12 12.30 time frame so we can at least set up and make sure that all the mics are charged and all that good stuff. And we're going to sit down. I'm, I'm gonna be in the space of primarily a moderator not necessarily going like well what is the truth i'm not and at least i'm gonna try not to do that can't promise anything but i'm sitting in the space of um, of the moderator to open up a dialogue with the men that choose to be in this space surrounding mental health surrounding mental illness and try to work through some things why some of them are very open to having these conversations and others aren't. And how can we carry on? How can we no longer carry on the tradition of just laying in silence, going through things silently, thinking that that's some sort of badge of manhood? Like that's kind of productive. It's not fun to suffer. No, okay. no, it doesn't make you stronger. It just makes you bitter. So <laughs> it makes you angry at the world. So um, that's what we're doing next week. So definitely tune in for the first group episode that is dedicated to men well look at that me as a woman is dedicating something to a man isn't it, isn't it crazy <laughs> so but i really <laughs> i really do want to have that open dialogue and that conversation and hopefully we'll change some minds we'll change some some thought processes and we'll get out of the identity of that we can only be this one thing because uh, black folk we are not a monolith people of color we are not monoliths so we do not have to exist in these one in these in these like regular regular capacities. We could be different, and that's fine. So <laughs> we can be different, and that's okay. And that's the cool thing about it. So yes, definitely come through if you are in the Richmond, Tri City, Virginia, just whatever area, <laughs> and you want to come down and either support be live in the studio or actually partake in the conversation come through just make sure that you are here no later than 12 30 um so we can make sure that we have you in the studio you can talk about all the cool things that you have um what else do we have going on i think that's it so <laughs> that's the most important thing that we have going on right now so we always shout out um our sponsor which is Nonprofitability by chantelle malachi she has been a sponsor since day one and if you are a nonprofit and you are working to get your paperwork together or you don't understand the paperwork because it's a whole lot and it's really exhausting after a while let chantelle help because she's dope and she's helped so many so many nonprofits. Yes, she's super dope. She's helped so many nonprofits within the city, not even just Richmond, but just nonprofits across the board to get up to date, to get up to like everything that they need as far as like board members and information packets and how am I able to get this and what about funding? Like she's helped with so many people 
and it doesn't matter your nonprofit, as long as you're trying to help the community, she's there with you. So if you want to get in touch with her, schedule a meeting, get into a session of hers that she when she does her group sessions. Hit her up at nonprofitability.org slash lift. That is nonprofitability.org slash lift. Um, I think that is everything that I have on my end. Just bl- get you, just just send good vibes that I have a great week just because. And that everybody in the, in the studio has a great week as well because, hey, what's in the middle of retrograde? And retrograde can sometimes be really exhausting. So, yeah, just lean on your folk and let them know, like, hey, I got you. And... Ask your strong friend if they're okay. And be prepared for the answer. So, does anyone have anything else coming up that you want to plug really quickly? Every day create the life you want. That's it. Hashtag CT. No, go plug it. Uh, so for those that don't know, I'm a black mental health advocate um, based out of Richmond. Me and my friends, we started an uh, ongoing project called the Black Minds Matter Project, and we also have a show um, every second and fourth Friday on WRIR at 11 a.m., and we just basically talk to community members about mental health and race. It's more of a formal show like um, where people can get resources and things like that, so... Yeah, and you yes. can like us on Facebook, the Black Minds Matter Project. Yes, don't ever be afraid to like <laughs> plug your stuff. Plug your stuff, damn it. Shameless plug. Shoot, I said to plug your stuff. You was like, no, like no, plug your stuff, damn it. It's okay. Plug your shit. So, <laughs> all right. So, my depression's got jokes is a production of Legacy Internet Radio. Marcus J is our lead producer. Our music and sound is brought to you by Joaquin Carood, and we gas her up along with Chantel every other week because we can. The original and official and only my depression's got jokes playlist has been curated by Jessica Snyder and Jess was here. Hit her up because she's doing so many dope things throughout the Richmond city. You always complain that they ain't got nothing to do. Well, she is the reason why now you got shit to do. So (laughs) I want to give another shout out to everyone that blessed the studio today. Thank you so much. And until (laughs) there's so many selfies going on right now until next weekend, this has been my depression's got jokes. Bye.